in our previous session, I mentioned that we have uh, causal and resultant uh, refuge or safe direction. The causal one is uh, in those who have actually attained enlightenment in the Arya paths, those who have attained these true stoppings and true understandings that uh, when we focus on them, it acts as a cause for us to be able to attain that ourselves. And the resultant one is on the one that uh, we will attain ourselves as the result of our practice. So, what we need to understand is uh, how do we focus on our future attainment? What does that actually mean? We're aiming for something that has not happened yet. So there's a difference between something that doesn't exist and something that hasn't happened yet. This is a distinction that's made in uh, Buddhism and it's uh, a bit subtle. What exists is defined as what can be validly known. So does uh, yesterday exist? Well, we can think about it, we can remember yesterday, but yesterday is no longer happening. It's not happening now. Just because it's not happening now doesn't mean that it doesn't exist and it never existed. What about tomorrow? Is there such a thing as tomorrow? Does it exist? Well, we can plan for it, but tomorrow is not yet happening. Focus on that. <laughs> There is such a thing as tomorrow, it exists, it's just not happening yet. It's not going to come from nowhere. It's going to come from today. Okay, so we do this all the time in our Buddhist practice. We are preparing for our not yet happening old age, our not yet happening death, aren't we? It's not happening now, but it will happen. When we talk about bodhicitta, we're aiming for our not yet happening enlightenment. Here with refuge, we're speaking about the not yet happening, true stopping and true understandings, starting from stage of an Arya all the way up to Buddhahood. So it prepares us for bodhicitta. And remember, these true stoppings and true understandings, we think of it in terms of when you first start getting it, some of it, all the way up to the full package, enlightenment, it happens in stages. So that each of those stages has not yet happened. But it can happen. It's like if you're aiming for a university degree. Well, it's not yet happened. You haven't attained it yet, but you know that I need to study this course and then this course and this course and pass this exam and so on. And none of that's happened yet, but this is the direction that we're going in. Not yet happening stages and the not yet happening result. So we're aiming for something that exists in the sense that we can validly aim for it, we can focus on it and so on, even like a tomorrow just hasn't happened yet. 
So it's not that we're aiming for something that's totally non-existent. Now, how do we know that there's going to be tomorrow? What is it based on? Yes? Hmm? Today. Today, exactly. Tomorrow is based on today. So what is the relation between tomorrow and today? Cause, Cause and effect, right, from one point of view, yes. But when we think of tomorrow, we're thinking of it on the basis of today. When we think of a result, we're thinking of it on the basis of the cause. So they depend on each other, right? Okay, so in the case of tomorrow, now we have a technical term here, which is a very, one of the most difficult terms actually in Buddhism, I think, is tomorrow is imputed on today. Imputed is not the same as mentally labeled, completely different. Mentally labeled, you can mentally label something or not, it's optional. I can label this a problem or not label it a problem. It's optional. Depends on how you look at it. Imputed is, it's just a fact about something. So, the fact, imputed, because there's a today, there's a tomorrow. It's like if there are, if you talk about a line, a solid line, well, a solid line is imputed on points. That's what a line is made up of. It's made up of points. A line is imputed on points yeah. in a row, right? So the same thing, day before yesterday, yesterday, today, tomorrow. We have a line. So we have a sequence, it's imputed. And the next point in that sequence come from the previous point, follow from the previous point. So now, when we look at the mental continuum, I mean, this is what we're talking about. We're not talking about a calendar. We're talking about our mental continuum. It's a sequence of what we experienced yesterday, what we experienced today, what we'll experience tomorrow. Right? So now, we have what's going on today. And we can impute on that what the result will be tomorrow. Of course, there'll be many causes and conditions for what will happen. It's not as though it's sitting inside waiting to pop out. Tomorrow isn't happening already, sitting inside today and waiting to pop out until, you know, when the clock turns 12, then it's going to pop out of today. It's not like that. So what are we talking about? We're talking about Buddha nature, basically. Buddha nature factors. Okay, so now we have on the mental continuum some positive force and some deep awareness. It's called two so-called collections, two networks, I call them. We have some positive force. We know that we have positive force because the definition is that it's what produces happiness. So if we've ever experienced happiness in our life, it's because there's some positive force. So it demonstrates that we've had some, we have some positive force, everybody has. And we have some deep awareness. We know how to do things. Even a cow knows that, you know, the space 
between you know, these two walls is the entrance into the barn. It doesn't smack into the wall. It walks through that empty space. So we all have some deep awareness, you know, some understanding. These are the basic factors that we want to develop. And where, where are these factors? They are on our mental continuum. They're part of it. And we can impute on them that they can become, they can reach their full level. You know, now they're functioning at a small level. When we were born as a chicken, they were even smaller level. Now, a little bit better level as a human. Well, it can be developed further and further. And these are the two causes for attaining these true stoppings and true pathway minds. True stoppings, true understandings, form body of a Buddha so we can help everybody, etc. These are what will transform into that. We were discussing before, you can get an intellectual understanding, so the deep awareness, but it won't make that emotional change within us unless you build up some positive force, open up the mind, love, compassion, etc. So you need to build up the two of them together. In very rough language, the intellectual side and the emotional side. And we know that it is possible to build these things up, more love and understanding, both of those, because of what we were discussing, neuroplasticity. We can build up new habits. The mind is flexible. The brain is flexible. It's possible. And that not yet happening result of all of this, that attainment of these true stoppings and true understanding, well, it's not yet happening, but we can impute it on what we're building up. It will happen on the basis of that, when it's strong enough, when these two networks are strong enough. But it's quite abstract. But if you think about it, think about when you were five years old and you're thinking about when am I going to be grown up and I'm going to be you know, a big girl or a big boy you know, and I'll be able to, I'll be so tall and so on. Well, it's on the basis of having that body and mind now that we can impute that, you know, well, through growth and so on, this is going to happen. It's not yet happening. But the child is longing for that. We were longing for that when we were five. And we'll pass through stages, being a teenager and being an adult. So likewise, growing up to become a Buddha, teenager like the Arya, adult like a Buddha. They're not yet happening, but we can impute that they will happen on their causes. The causes are the type of body that we have now and the fact that the body grows. The body and the mind grows. We have the working materials, we have a body, and we have a mind. And so, step by step, they will grow. Well, you know, as a human, growing up to be an adult, well, we have to put some causes in it. You have to eat, you have to sleep, you have to go to school, all these sort of things. And likewise, to become an Arya, to become a Buddha, we have to work on it. Now, of course, you can become an adult anyway if you live long enough, whereas it's not inevitable that you're going to become a Buddha. 
you have to put in the work. You don't have to just sit back and wait long enough and then I'll be enlightened. I don't have to do anything. If I wait long enough, well. <laughs> so, we need to understand how do we then build up these two networks? And it requires a tremendous amount of positive force. Remember we, this whole discussion that we had, that the negative habits have been going on for, with no beginning. Positive habits are very weak. So you have to build up positive force, it says, for three zillion eons. That's an enormous, it's just indicating how, uh, what should we say? What a monumental task it is to overcome these negative tendencies. So don't think it's easy. Don't think it's going to happen overnight. It requires this perseverance. No matter, don't care how hard it is, I'm going to do it. So we need to build up that positive force. We turn away from our focus just on this lifetime to future lifetimes. Turn our, our emphasis not just on future lifetimes, but to liberation. You know, we have all these turning from this to something, you know, deeper, whole list of them. Turning away from just my happiness to bringing happiness to everyone. So with the intention of how we meditate on, you know, love, making connections with others, being kind to others, depending on the intention and the dedication, it's going to bring about a certain result. So if my main emphasis is to uh, um, just make more friends, well, that's all that it's going to bring. If my aim is to overcome my selfishness so that I can really help others and become like a Buddha, well, it'll go toward that. That's the direction we want to go in. Build up more positive force to attain the not yet happening, true stopping and true understandings. And we have to build up more and more understanding because that's what's going to really bring about the stopping. That understanding with the emotional force of the positive force. So we need to discriminate. That deep awareness is built up by discriminating awareness. So we have the presentation of Four Noble Truths. So we need to discriminate between just our ordinary suffering and what's the true suffering. Ordinary causes of suffering, you know, like I, the weather, something like that, and the true causes of suffering. Ordinary stopping and the true stopping, you know, that it never comes back. Ordinary understanding, the true understanding, that'll bring that about. To discriminate between these two. Discriminate between what's destructive and what's constructive in terms of our behavior. In terms of d disturbing emotions, what is a, like anger, what's a provisional opponent like love and patience, and what is the deepest opponent that will obliterate, obliterate and get rid of it, the understanding of voidness. In terms of that opponent, that understanding of voidness, discriminate between the provisional understanding of the lower tenant systems and the prasangika, deepest understanding, between impossible ways of existing and how things actually exist. So we build up more and more deep awareness of all of that with that positive force, stronger and stronger. And the stronger that, that the more deep that understanding is and the stronger the positive force is, the more that it will help to bring about the not yet happening results. So it's like what we call a phase transition. 
You put enough energy into the ice and it will turn to water. Put more energy into it and it will reach a certain point and it will turn to steam. So it's the same thing with our understanding. That ordinary person and then enough positive force, enough understanding, whoo, changes, now you're an Arya. Get some stopping. More energy, more energy, Buddha. Arhat and Buddha. So that's how it will happen, that we will attain these true stoppings and true understandings. And then you have to add on top of it, becoming convinced that it actually is possible. So that is dependent on becoming convinced of the natural purity of mental activity. So we have to understand what we actually mean by the mind and mental activity. And is it by nature confused? Or is it capable of having correct understanding? And that's a whole big topic. And they start by at least understanding what we've been talking about, that you can make new habits. The mind is flexible. The brain is flexible, so the mind is flexible. And correct understanding can replace confusion. because it has the backing of, of logic, if you believe in logic, and statistics, and... Uh, <laughs> It has the backing of that it brings about happiness. Confusion brings unhappiness. We don't want unhappiness, we want happiness. Understanding brings happiness. So that adds conviction to the correct understanding is what we want. It can replace the, the confusion. And just a final thought to leave you with. It's a wonderful uh, explanation that uh, a great uh, physicist, uh, Feynman, gave, Richard Feynman. If you think about it, in the space in this room is every possible electromagnetic signal that there is. Every website, every text message, every possible radio station, TV station, everything. The light from every star. Because of that, we have our computer or our cell phone and you can tune into it. So it must all be here. Blows your mind when you start to think like that. So like that, the cell phone, the limited cell phone that we have in our hand is like our brain. All the information of the entire universe throughout time is available. But we have a limited device that can only tune in to one thing at a time. Our brain, limited by our body, biology. But if we can get beyond the limitations of this body and this, the brain that is limiting it, my life form, it could be a worm as well, that <laughs> the mind itself, when you get to the clear light mind that's not limited by that, would be possible to be omniscient, to have all the signals of the entire universe, all that information at once, because it is, in fact, all here. The clear light mind itself which is not limited by this rough body, can tune into everything. It's not working, you know, through a tiny little cell phone. Do you understand? Yeah, I think this is the best argument that I've ever come across for the pot that it is possible to be omniscient. It's a wonderful explanation. So by thinking like that, that the mind and my mind is capable of attaining this true stopping, the true understanding and omniscience and all of that, then 
could really put your heart into going in that direction. And even if we're not convinced of the final goal, just going in that direction is going to be beneficial. And all of that, which is not yet happening, is possible on the basis of building up this positive force and deep awareness, these mental factors, these Buddha nature factors that are part of our mental continuum, part of the mind. So let that sink in for a moment and then we will end. Our mental continuum has the body, has generated out of karma the body of a chicken. Really limited in what we can understand and the positive force we can build up. As a human, better, but still limited. Can go further. Okay, so we end with the dedication. We think whatever understanding, whatever positive force has come from all this, may go deeper and deeper, and may we truly be able to put a safe direction of refuge in our lives as the basis for the entire path. And through that, on that basis, attain enlightenment for the benefit of all. Okay, thank you.